Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we will be discussing an adage attributed to the Greek philosopher Heraclitus, who said, change is the only constant. Do you perceive that this is a true statement, and why do you think that way? Tina, would you like to respond first? Yeah, thank you, Amanda. I I do think that this is a true statement. Change is the only constant. If we didn't have change, we'd be stagnant. We wouldn't be growing. We wouldn't be finding new new ways to uh, to to imagine life and and perspectives. I think it's it's absolutely true. Not all of us like it, uh, but um, uh, change is is absolutely it's magical, and uh, I think that. It, it provides us, change provides us an opportunity to, to have a new perspective on what we're doing. Um, and it may take a while to, to appreciate change, but it is one of those, again, without change, we are, we are stagnant. We're not moving forward. We are always looking backwards. And I think it's uh, your glass half empty, glass half full um, for, for change. Some people find it very difficult to change. Um, they, they find it negative. And I just I think it's exciting um, to, to have an opportunity to have new challenges and to find new perspectives and, and be able to, to see the world in a different prism. Rachel, how about you? Well, Tina, I think that you're right that change is necessary and that it is always happening. Um, I mean, based on my own life, I've, it's things are always moving, things are always shifting, the days go by, the seasons, the years. And, you know, sometimes sometimes it doesn't seem like much is changing. And, um, it's like, like a river sometimes has fast currents and then when it reaches other places, it slows down quite a bit. Um, and so sometimes change is slow, the changes are small, and you might feel a bit stagnant every now and again, um, but you're not. I promise that you never are. Uh, even that feeling of stasis is temporary, and eventually things will move, and a lot of the times the changes are big, so while you were on like a pretty slow-moving river, suddenly you're going down a waterfall. Now that's a big change. So yeah, I think Heraclitus is absolutely right that everything is always changing even if you can't perceive it in the moment it is changing and the next thing you know you're going to be miles down the river and and the scenery will be completely different how about you lynn what's your perspective well with both of you i emphatically believe this is a true statement and maybe where it's at from my perspective and and my job, I, I feel that we're living in an age of exponentially accelerated change. And I liked what both of you had to say about, you know, going through the, the journey and the opportunities that are presented our, to ourselves. You know, when we think back about something so simple like how we use the telephone, in my lifetime, we've gone from the wall or table table-mounted dial-up phones, to mounted car phones, to wireless phones in the phone, the home, and, and to cell flip phones. And, and now we've got phones that do just about everything. Um, and that's just going to continue to uh, change, and it's going to continue to evolve. And I think this statement's true, not just for these tangible physical object, objects, but 
also in the sense that, you know, information is readily available at our fingertips in a way that never has been before, and along with the, the means to explore alternate points of view. And I, I think that the statement is true in that philosophical level of our views and how they've broadened and become richer. And, and Tina, this is something you pointed out, and Rachel, that new ideas or alternate ways of looking at our beliefs you know, have, um, ev are evolving and they're, they're changing and they're challenging our preconceived notions and they're helping us grow and, and evolve that thought process. How well do you respond to the changes that impact your daily life? Lynn, how about you? Well, once again, maybe it's because of uh, sort of where I, I sit when I'm in my life. I think of it as disruptive innovation. It's forced me to learn uh, new skills um, and, and a new skill of responding to change, uh, responding, not reacting to it. Uh, for me, I need to take a step back and, and think about change. Um, I acknowledge it and I accept the impact and move forward. There are always things I liked better about the old way, quote, you know, air quotes here, but at the same time, there are elements of excitement in the new possibilities that come along with change. And this includes everything from the latest update to iOS to real threats in our society. Um, some change can be terrifying, but we have to rise to the occasion and focus our attention and our efforts to move forward and achieve a positive outcome. Rachel, what are your thoughts? I think for me, the way I respond to changes that daily, that impact my daily life can really depend on what the change is and where I am mentally and emotionally. So um, I think that um, with any change that makes a real difference in my life, I go through a period of being very emotional about it. And I'll probably need to sit down and have cry, even if I'm not that upset. Like, I'm not even saying that it's necessarily a bad thing. When I first moved to Ireland, like, that's a big change. And so I needed to sit down and have a cry about it because for me, emotions run very close to the surface. And so I just needed to get that out. And then, you know, you, you change and adapt and you find the excitement and you find the good things or, I mean, if it's a bad change, then you just do with it what you can, but you try to stride and adapt, or at least I do. Um, and that really affects the way things are. So, like I said, it does change on depending on my headspace. I remember that um, when I was actually in high school, I didn't enjoy changes in society. Um, I was one of those, those not, I, was, I was never a hipster, but one of those people that was like, oh, this new thing that all the kids are talking about, High School Musical or Twilight or whatever it may be, not nearly as good as the things that I was into. And that's not a, that's not a healthy way to look at the world. So what I've been trying to make an impact and uh, change in my own life is being more positive about the changes and being more positive about the changes in societies, being more enthusiastic about the way young people are doing things, um, as if I'm not a young people, but younger. Um, and yeah, just just seeing that change is good, change for yourself, change in society and life. It's always worth finding amazement in and seeing as an opportunity to grow. 
How about you, Tina? What do you think? Well, you know, I, I, in my daily life, I really don't like change. I, I, I'm very slow. My family will tell you I'm very slow to change. However, when it comes to business, I realize that that's a constant, that that, that is, it, it is a necessary evil. And in order to grow, things have to change. It's what makes things interesting. Um, you know, to be going along on, on just a, a one note and, and not having the, the multiple chords and the, the scales to it um, is, may, may seem a little boring. But when I when my day to day routine gets uprooted by a little bit, it takes me a while. And you know, to be just perfectly honest, it it takes me a while to take a deep breath and say, "Okay, it's all right. Everything's going to be okay." But it's interesting. I can compartmentalize that because in business, yes, we have to to take a look a little differently. And 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 yes, there maybe there's been a management change or or a a different uh, product or, or service that we have to learn that, that we're doing things a little differently. And I find that exciting. But in my day-to-day -day life, I'm not quite as, um, I'm not quite as flexible. Thank you for your insights. It's only human to resist change from time to time. How do you maintain a sense of stability with a sea of change swirling around you? Rachel, what would you say? This is a struggle that I've been dealing with for several years now, a sense that everything is just changing in ways that I don't like and at levels I don't like. And it's it can be quite maddening. So finding and maintaining a sense of stability is a skill that I'm sort of getting the handle on, but it's taken me a little while. But to do that, I would suggest finding what your anchors are. So. Yes, everything changes, but not everything is changing all of the time. There are some things in your life that at least at that moment are constant. Find what those are. Maybe it's the people in your life. Um, maybe you can know you can count on your friends. So make sure that you see them and you call them and you're connected with them. Or it's your family. I mean, family is relatively consistent. It's hard to get rid of them. So call out to your family and connect with them and make sure that you feel stable there or you know maybe it's just your pet i've i'm living in a sea of change right now i'm like i've mentioned i've moved to ireland but i've got a constant with a cat i've adopted and she's going to be with me for the next well forever she's never going to die so she's going to be with me forever and that's going to be helpful or you can find it in outside things like just where you work or you know maybe at your home life things are crazy but you can go to work and things are the same and you know what you're doing so at least for those i don't know 40 hours a week or however many hours you work things feel stable and other times you need to create your own stability so you can reach out to your anchors or find them or whatever they, that may be but you can also sort of develop some samenesses. So develop a routine if you can, just any kind of routine. Maybe every morning you listen to a podcast while you eat breakfast. That's something that happens every single day and that gives you a sense of stability. Maybe you go for a run, um, whatever it may be, develop some kind of routine and that's going to help you a lot in feeling like you have control um, over 
some aspects of your life. And as you add one, maybe add another and add another until you feel secure. And I think I think that's the advice I would give to you when the sea of change is swirling around you, as the question says. Um, what about you, Lynn? How do you deal with it? Well, you know, I think that so many of the changes that are out there, they're just really just stuff. Uh, technology updates, new tools, better ways to accomplish a task. And with these types of changes, I've learned to accept and embrace the update. Um, it's sort of like, uh, you know, do or perish, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, if there is something I, I really liked and I feel is now lacking, uh, you know, when we're talking about these very tangible things, I'll, I'll write to the organization and let them know why they need to re reconsider a specific feature or tool change. And that aspect of being positive and proactive really allows me to more quickly adapt and move forward. And when we're talking about all the intangibles and, and this sense of uh, the swirling sea of change, it, it's really about staying focused and providing an active voice to the positive progress um, and really staying on course for that pursue and overcome whatever that latest challenge is. So those are things that that I really embrace so that like Rachel, I'll, I'll reach out and pet my cat and that will help calm me down in that moment. Uh, but really having that mindset, that positive mindset to keep moving forward, that's been very helpful to me. Uh, Tina, how about you? I, I like what both of you had to say. It, it is, it's a mindfulness, right? If we, we focus on, on now and be aware of, of ourselves and, and our feelings about, about the change, um, and we recognize that and uh, recognize and acknowledge ourselves um, and be mindful to that, it's a, it's a, a way of stabilizing our, ourselves, both physically, because we're staying put, but also to, to be able to, to, to focus and, and think about, give, give ourselves some parameters within which to think. You know, life, life is about a lot of change. And I think I said earlier that your glass is either half empty or half full. And if you are approaching change with a mindfulness um, and an awareness, I think that that helps to maintain that positive um, aspect and uh, the, the positivity in which we uh, we grow into uh, into the change. I appreciate your views on this topic so much. We have time for one more question, and we have one from Nancy in Bemidji, Minnesota. Nancy asks, I feel like lately I keep getting the rug pulled out from under me. Every time I learn how to deal with a new change, something else comes up and throws me off again. How can I compensate for the frustration and maintain my sanity? Thank you, Nancy, for your question. Tina, how would you address your situation? Nancy, I like this question. I'd say get a punching bag, you know, get learn, learn how to box. Um, you know, seriously, I, I think that the one thing that you have that we all have control over is ourselves, right? And, and yes, we feel that we're going in one direction and then something comes up and, and now we're, we're asked to go in a different direction. And, uh, 
um, that's that's a change. Uh, and just as you're starting to go in that direction, something else comes up, and you almost feel like you're in a pinball um, pinball game where the the ball goes bouncing back and forth. Again, I think that the one thing that we do have control over is ourselves. And if you take time to step back and and breathe and get get a um, a good overall perspective of what's happening and just take some baby steps, compartmentalize. Um, I think that you'll you'll find that uh, that you will be able to maintain your your sanity and control that frustration by controlling yourself. Lynn. So yeah, I. I would say, Nancy, um, I hear your frustration. Uh, sometimes it can feel truly overwhelming. And I agree with Tina, take a step back. Um, I prioritize and I allow myself to let some things go, um, at least for the time being. And I'm going to give you sort of a tangible example from my life, which is years ago when Apple changed their iOS, which impacted iPhoto, changing it to photos, I was so frustrated. I, it was one of those moments that I was just like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I was really lost on how to deal with this. And I think that people could hear my primal scream of why did this have to change probably blocks away. And it was just not within my bandwidth to, to figure it out. So I did, I took that step back and I just went, I'm not gonna deal with this right now. I'm gonna put it on the back burner. And I, so I could really, as Tina says, take control of my own actions and be positive and focus on the changes that did require my immediate attention. Um, and that helped me so much because it, it gives you that buffer. So rather than feeling overwhelmed to this new change, um, I could really take that moment and look at the big picture and then reapproach it. And that's really been important for me. And I hope that that would help you. So even if you do have to scream for a second to release the frustration, you know, take the time so that you can um, revisit the change when you're in a calmer mindset. And it's always worked for me and I hope it will work for you. Uh, Rachel, what would you like to add? Well, Lynn, both yourself and Tina mentioned taking a moment to like get out the emotions, whether it be primal screams or a punching bag. Um, I think that that's really important. So for me, um, the way I've dealt with this in the past is getting to the gym regularly and going to a therapist regularly. Both of those things allow me to get out a lot of emotions and kind of different emotions, right? But just get it out. And once it's out, then I feel better. Kind of like when I said previously that I have to cry for a minute, whether it's a good or a bad change. Like I just need to release the emotions because if they stay inside of me, I'm going to explode. So that's the first thing. And get to the gym or the therapist regularly because you're going to need that recurring release of emotions. It's not like you get it all out once and you're fine again. Because if this is something like you say, Nancy, where you have the rug continually pulled out from under you, you're gonna, those emotions are gonna come back. So make, make sure that you have an outlet to get, to release those. So Lynn mentioned prioritization. So what she mentioned was, you know, putting back, putting things on the back burner until you have the bandwidth to get to them. For me, 
I prioritized a little bit differently. So back in 2013, my family lost the house. And for the last four years, I've felt like I didn't really have a home. So my mom moved from apartment to house to a new house. I was going from college dorm room to college dorm room to another random house with roommates. And then I lived with my, my lovely aunt and her family. And I never really stayed in the same place longer for than, for than a year. And it drove me, drove me out of my mind. I could not handle it because I realized that one thing that I need is a spot, like my place. So I prioritized that. And it, there was nothing I could do about it for a while. So in that sense, yes, I did what Lynn did and put it on the back burner because it's not like I can just buy a house. I don't have that kind of capital. Um, but now that I've moved over to Ireland, I have a house. And I'm going to be in Ireland for at least three years. And I'm going to stay in this house for those three years. So for the next three years, I have a spot. And this is the longest I'm going to have had a spot since 2013. And I am so pumped about it. So. I hope that you can do that, Nancy. Just find what it is that you need and then work towards that. And, you know, continue to build stability one step at a time. So obviously I couldn't just get a house. So maybe start by going to that gym and creating um, some routines like I've mentioned previously. Maybe you just get one thing stable at a time. And as you do that, you're going to feel like you have control again and you're going to feel so much better. So Nancy, that's kind of the advice that I would give you and I hope that helps. Thank you, Tina, Lynn and Rachel for your helpful advice. I hope it helps Nancy and anyone else facing similar struggles with continuous change. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite to Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com.